Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new 4K edition of 1995's Heat. I was about 28 or 29 when this movie hit theaters, and I was a big Michael Bay fan, or Michael Mann. <laughs> Both very visual directors, but very different directors. So, big Michael Mann fan. Um, I loved Manhunter. <clears throat> wasn't really sure about what he did with The Keep, but he wasn't really sure what he did with it either. Keep was based on a book I loved, and boy, that movie turned out really weird. Anyway, Michael Mann made some great movies, but this is the pinnacle of his movie making, especially because he threw out all of his trademark stuff, the slow-mos, the the overly neon-lit, drenched scenes. It was down-to-earth. It was gritty. It had a sound design next to none at the time, award-winning sound design still. No Atmos mix, but this 5.1... Um, it's in DTS. My stereo matrixes it and kind of gives you some overhead anyway, and it sounded spectacular. The gunshots echoing down the street during the big shootout two hours into the movie. Short version is, if this is one of your favorite movies of all time, pick up the new 4K edition. It looks and sounds great. You get a ton of extras on a disc all by itself. It's a three-disc set. It's worth the money. Pick it up. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Now to get into it. I really didn't appreciate this when it first came out. I mean, I went and saw it at the theater because I was was heavily into, in the 90s, uh, foreign films, anime, plot twists, dark stuff, weirdness. Uh, Cronenberg was a favorite. You know, Tarantino was up and coming. I was really into film. And this was, to me, Michael Mann, a guy who I had watched from TV stuff like Miami Vice and into with like that misnomer the keep and eventually some of the better things he made and went on to make even some other great movies um but this was like this director that had kind of come up and now he was making a real movie this was the first time that al pacino and robert de niro were in a movie together can you believe that i mean at the time we were all like really yeah, they had never acted in a movie together. Two of our greatest actors had never been in a movie. And really, they're only in a couple scenes together. <laughs> I won't get into too many spoilers, but the movie's over 25 years old. You should have seen it by now. 27 years old, something like that. So I pre-ordered the Steelbook. Um, I didn't know how limited edition was going to be. Mine came in a day early, so I actually viewed it on Monday. The review will post on Wednesday right as it's hitting stores. Um this is a movie a lot of people have been waiting for. I haven't watched it in almost 20 years, maybe more than 20 years. I owned it on DVD. I never owned it on Blu-ray. I went through my collection. Never never owned it on Blu-ray. Um, I remember it being, it was one of those movies, hey, I really liked it, but I don't need to watch it again. And that's kind of been my opinion all these years. And his one home video version after another came out on Blu-ray and the definitive edition where he changed the color timing a little bit, made it look a little, it's not dimmer. It, it, it at first appears dimmer, but that's not what it is. Um, because you can see everything clearly. If he's wearing olive green in a dark room, you can still tell it's an olive green shirt in a dark room. It's pretty cool, actually. Once your eyes get adjusted to it and you're not looking at a bright Marvel movie, it looks very much like it did theatrically, which I think is what he was going for. For those that don't know about Heat and to 
touch a little bit on what this nearly three-hour movie is about. It's a basic story of crime, but showing both sides and making no judgments about either side. It's one of those rare movies that just kind of presents everything matter-of-factly, and you're taken. You like both characters on both sides of the fence here. And when they finally get together and have coffee together, when Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, the good guy and the bad guy of the movies, have coffee a little over two hours into the movie, it's like, wow. And the scene just crackles. I remember when I was younger, I thought the scene was okay. I thought the whole movie was just okay. I watched it now and like, it's a master class in filmmaking. There's no fat. It's an incredible screenplay. What makes this a great movie is all the characters are fleshed out. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are the stars, but you got Val Kilmer, Amy Brenneman, uh, Tom Sizemore. Gosh, there was so many young people. Natalie Portman is a child in this movie. Um, a lot of fairly big people today had just one-off cameo roles in the movie. It, every single person in the movie is somebody. John Voight is in this movie. Ashley Judd, very young. Micheletti Williamson, Wes Studi, Ted Levine. I mean, it's a cast to die for. Making a movie, it takes place in a couple different cities, and it kind of jumps around a little bit, but it's basically these cast of characters, a cast of cops and a cast of crooks, and the crooks are doing what they do, and the cops do what they do, and the camera just kind of turned a blank eye to it and just shows you what happens. Each has their own kind of code. When the code gets violated, they get upset. They get frustrated. There's an honor to each side of it to a certain extent. You don't really, you know, you don't really know how you want it to turn out, which is the color timing makes the whole movie kind of have this gray kind of tone to it. I would say that's what the movie is. It's the gray. It's... These are arguably all good people. You know, the cop has a really crappy, lot of crap going on in his life, whereas the bad guy's finding love. I mean, it's, it's a juxtaposition of, of caricatures and, and, and I don't know. It just, I get why it's a classic now. I sat there watching it two hours, 50 minutes, and didn't look at my phone, didn't look at my watch. It was like, wow, I, I'm really seeing this through new eyes. I had forgotten everything Everything past the big shootout scene. Forgot about the big airport stuff. Forgot about him making the choice to go back. I, what a great flick. Glad I added it to the collection. will be something I pull out every once in a while. It's really a, just a And thinking of all of Michael Mann's movies, this is definitely his pinnacle, his uh, his Schindler's List, his, I don't know. It transcends its action movie origins and is a real movie about real people doing real things in real life and showing that there kind of has to be two sides to this equation, no matter how, you know, some of the bad guys are really bad. Some of the good guys aren't so good. Kind of like real life. Heat, new 4K, it's called the Director's Definitive Edition, named after the Blu-ray edition that came out, I think, in 2017. I would say this is worth picking up. It's a nice steelbook, by the way, so kudos. Um, 
I did have to crank up the sound a hair, not as much as I usually do on a Disney movie. This is a Fox film, but Fox is now owned by Disney, so their Blu-ray output, um, for those that don't know, for the last year or two, Disney movies have been mastered at a lower level. Their soundtrack, you really have to turn them up 6, 10 dB to get it to the loudness level of other movies that are out there. I don't know why somebody in their technical department has decided that's what they're going to do, but we'd all wish they'd stop because they're the only movies you have to adjust for. This I did have to turn up a little bit, but not as much as I do did for like Eternals last year or some of the earlier ones. Shang-Chi wasn't so bad. Doctor Strange wasn't so bad. And this wasn't so bad. Did have to turn up a little more. A lot of people have complained it didn't get a Dolby Atmos mix. It doesn't really need one. Like I said, it's in DTS uh, HD, which is a lossless. Um, I have a DTS X Dolby Atmos receiver, so if it senses that 7.1 signal, it will do whatever it's supposed to do with those extra two channels. If you have them in the back, it will throw some extra sound back there. If not, it will... you know, try and figure out and throw some overhead sounds. I know how Dolby Atmos does it with a Dolby 5.1. Not so much sure how DTS, because back when I was collecting DVDs and Blu-rays, DTS was my preferred. It was always a better. And now Dolby has seemed to take the lead on soundtracks. Um, Whether one's better than the other, there are much more technical people than I that could tell you, but I always liked DTS better. But Dolby Atmos is pretty impressive object-based surround sound, which is the first of its kind. DTS-X is now the same. Um, so it kind of makes the sound feel like you have some overhead. The helicopter stuff towards the end is great. Um, like I said, the gunfire and the big shootouts, it echoes down the street. It feels like you're in the middle of the street and it's echoing down past you. It's Very great sound design that won awards back in the day and really didn't need any updating. Yeah, I mean, we always want that little Atmos light to come on, but my my DTS-X light came on, Matrix or uh, whatever it's called, Neural X or whatever came on, so I was excited. And like I said, the video, some people are, it's not as bright as a 2022 movie, but he didn't want it that way. So for me... I'll take the director's intent. I have the director's, uh, you know, that that setting on my TV, which turns off all the motion smoothing and everything, and I watch things as the director's intended, so I will take this with that. All in all, the movie looks like it did theatrically, sounds better than it did theatrically, and what a great, powerful film. Great acting, great story. All in all, two thumbs up. I'd get more into it, but it'd get all spoilery. So anyway, watch it for the great acting and the great action scenes. It's very realistic. It's gritty. It's down to earth. And it's Michael Mann at his best. I wonder if he's got another one of these in him. Maybe. We'll see. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for checking out this podcast. There are many more on the way. My links are below. Have a spectacular day.